Welcome to the Pineapple Couch with B-Rob. Today is Tuesday, January 12th, and this is episode 73 of the Pineapple Couch. We are going to be going all into the super NFL wildcard weekend, as well as a little NBA talk right off the top. As usual, I'm joined by my three friends, the three amigos, some would say, the three caballeros, some would say. Uh, Big Dog, Mr. Andrew Radcliffe, how you doing? Doing fantastic today. It's good to hear from you. Josh, Josh Bilker, how you doing, my friend? Great. Wonderful. Kyle, Cal Castaneda, how you doing, my friend? Howdy, howdy. Great to be here. It is good to see the three of you because I... That was just off the top. We're going to get to football in, or football in a second, but I just really wanted to say, how freaking awesome was it having three playoff games each day that just perfectly lined up the schedule so it was just never not on? I mean, come on. That was great. It's like they actually – it's the schedule we always kind of want with those afternoon games, but they actually hit it. This is only three games to choose from, but it, it's great. Yeah, it, it was great. Um. But we do have some sort of, uh, I wouldn't call it breaking news, but we've kind of expected this. But also, there were some developments tonight. Again, we're recording this on Tuesday, December 12th. This pod should be coming out at midnight tomorrow morning, something like that. But uh, Josh, James Harden and the Rockets did not fare so well against the Lakers today. Do you want to take this one? Yeah, I, uh, I caught about um, the end of the first quarter, the second quarter, and the Lakers were fucking destroying the Rockets and it, it was just flat out embarrassing James Harden was visibly frustrated the entire time um, it was like 28 to 10 good. at a point I, I had it on on silent all night and it was yeah. just a gross game it was disgusting nobody looked good for the Rockets there were guys that I didn't even recognize I'm like I feel like I'm pretty in tune with with rotations of, of teams and whatnot and there were still mm-hmm. guys on the Rockets that I still just haven't fucking seen in my life and it's just it's, it's just embarrassing. But James Harden said in a post-game interview that the Rockets are, quote-unquote, just not good enough. He loves the city. I literally have nothing, ev- have done everything that I can. I mean, the situation is crazy. It's just something that I don't think can be fixed. And then apparently he walked off the podium, did not take any more questions. Um, I don't know about you guys, but he's going to get traded within this week. This, this week a, it's happening. What a bitch. Like, can we? Mike before Trout we get into this, is all I'm saying. Before we get into like the like what this could mean, Kyle James Harden's gotten everything he's asked asked for the entire time he has been in Houston, and the first season where he's not happy, not everything's not perfect. He does this. Does Kyle? Does this piss you off like it pisses me off? Because I think it's kind of bullshit. I mean. It's no surprise what we were talking about before we started airing here that the NBA ratings are down just because now players, I mean, James Harden's fat as hell, way out of shape, <laughs> clearly out of shape. Harden uh, just he's, he's supposed to be, you know, one of the top five guys in the NBA, and he's just not giving a fuck. Kyrie Irving at his peak is supposed to be a top 10 guy in the NBA. He's really not giving a fuck, um, but that's a different story. But back to James Harden, mm-hmm. he's, I agree with Josh, he's definitely gone. But he has everything that he has asked from that franchise, they have given him. And I feel bad for the front office. I feel feel bad for the fans because they've done everything to cater to James Harden. 
and now he's acting like it's everyone else's fault and not his own. He's saying that the situation's a bad situation. It's a situation he created himself. What is he mm-hmm. talking about? Mm-hmm. He's taking no responsibility. He's acting like it's the entire Rockets' fault that they're stuck like this. And really, it's just his fault. Well, yeah. To go. Oh, go ahead, Josh. No, I was just gonna say that I, I, he's that's the kind of player he is now. It this doesn't surprise me. I guess at the very least how how he's talking about everything and whatnot, and just unhappy because this is this is the kind of player that we expected Harden to be, and it's kind of just like it's nice getting that confirmation that it's not just like hearsay. All these stories yeah. that you hear about him, in in a way, um, but like. Jesus fucking Christ. Like, every single superstar that's come through that Houston door since James Harden has came in has fucking hated playing with James mm-hmm. Harden. And mm-hmm. it's made Russell Westbrook look like a hero, which is – that's saying something. That Russell that Westbrook can come out as the good guy in this story of, like, of a ball-dominant fucking uh, hog st- stat stuff or whatever other word you want to describe James Harden. Uh, well – the thing about James Harden where we're all in agreement of how this situation is his own fault, I think the prime example of how it is all his own fault is really when you think about the whole Chris Paul-Westbrook situation. So the Rockets have to trade Chris Paul when his stock is at really the lowest it was ever in his NBA career because of the injury and his arguments with Harden, and they have to pay way more than they should to send him for Russell Westbrook in turn. And then Chris Paul, what's he do? The Thunder just flip him or the Thunder flip him for way more than the Rockets were able to do because it was clear that Chris Paul was not washed. He was just overplaying with James Harden. And then the he Russell Westbrook does not want to play with James Harden, so they're forced to go get Wall. It's just it's a net negative everything he's had them do. And he, like Kyle, like you mentioned, you mentioned Kyrie. Kyrie and James Harden, off the top of my head, are probably the two. It's just the most out of touch with reality people in the world, like in the league. I mean, it's just like these guys have been surrounded by yes men ever since they've been in the NBA because of their talent. (laughs) They're obviously incredible players. But the idea that they think – that they can go on a public stage and like James Harden wants us to feel bad for him. <laughs> Boo fucking who James Harden. Like what the fuck the It's just, they're so of- out of touch with reality. It's insane. The best part is they could be future teammates in about a week time. So it's, yeah. that's, yeah, that's, that's the funny. He'd really part. be a perfect fit, all three of those guys. <laughs> they, they'd Miserable. all, like, only one of them would play. Like, Katie would take Monday through Wednesday. Harden would take Thursday <laughs> through Friday. And Kyrie might just play Sundays. Although, so, if, if, I'm the Rock, if I'm the Rockets, I don't impulsively trade Harden because people are going to try and take advantage no. of his draft mm-hmm. stock is or his trade stock is really at an all-time low right now. Um, and they have no reason to trade him. They're three and six right now. They're probably going to suck this year, regardless. What's the point of hurrying him out the door when you can trade him whenever you get the right package? Yep. And my biggest thing is like these teams request trades to specific teams, but who gives a shit what they request? Just trade them somewhere that's going to give you the best opportunity to recover from them leaving. Even though in most scenarios where you're giving up the best player, it's probably not going to turn out well for you. Um, I think they should sit on it for a bit, especially like maybe the trade deadline when mm-hmm. teams start getting like really desperate and like we need one more piece to actually finish this title run. Um, they could probably get a lot at that point in time, even though it's a little bit of ways away. 
and Kyle, well, to your point, re- really quick, Josh. James yeah, sure. Harden is not a expiring. It's not like he's a star on the like he has one more year on his contract and he's telling you he's going to leave. The dude's got three or four more years left. Yeah. So he can say, oh, I this is just I'm pulling this out of my ass. This is where he's going to go. But it's like he can say, I don't want to go play for the Minnesota Timberwolves. But tough shit. They could send you there, and there's nothing you could do about it. Yeah, so, he's just there for three he years. That's what makes just, it unique. He so, wouldn't, Josh. Play. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, it's fine. He if if it's anywhere he doesn't want to go, he's just gonna sit and do the same shit. And if anything, he's gonna lose some money. Then I mean, that's... unfortunately, with this this league is so player friendly, which obviously has its like really like a lot of upside to it. You know, like players having a voice and things like that. But at the same time, it's also a massive negative because these players now have the ability to sit out, and they. Teams are afraid to find them. Teams are afraid to find these players because it already happened this year with the Rockets and the and Harden when he didn't show up to training camp in time. They didn't find him. And now if these players sit out, like Kyrie sitting out, there's no repercussions right now. Nothing's happening. He just says, I don't want to play, and nothing's happening. So really, because, it's, it's kind of biting the NBA back in the ass because they're allowing this to happen. And that's because the teams are so fucking afraid of if they punish a guy like Kyrie Irving, like you said, or James Harden, like you said, oh, then free agents won't want to, like, come to our team. And it's like another – this is a little – okay. Everyone gives a ton of hate and shit to the Celtics for the way they handled the Isaiah Thomas situation of trading him. And it's just like – and they, like, they oh, no player would want to go play there. But at the same time – that's how players treat the teams. It's this. Mm-hmm. It's it's a business for both sides, and yeah. the lack of like understanding on that. I don't know. I think we're the next CBA. I think um, which I Josh that twenty two twenty twenty three should be this offseason, right? Yeah, no, 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 it's one. coming up. Yeah, it's yeah, it's that's, than that's that. gonna be interesting. Well, here's the Very. thing, though, is so we've talked about the loss of money as being a potential motivating factor for these teams to kind of strike back harder against the players. Mm-hmm. There's going to be two expansion teams, it looks like, that's going to mitigate a lot of the COVID losses, it looks like. So that's actually going to make up for a lot of the tanking uh, uh, TV ratings and et cetera, et cetera. That's gonna... So is that, wait, to interrupt really quickly, Yeah. What, what are we talking like Seattle? Where are we talking? That's here? the rumor is Seattle, Las Vegas, and they um, and they what? rearrange the conference. Clippers should be sent to San Diego. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> San Diego. I don't think San Diego is getting a professional sports team anytime soon after the way they treat the Chargers. Except for the Padres. They 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 love the Padres. I guess. That's good right. For, good yes, for we you do. guys. Comic Con. Um, but <laughs> so that's the thing. Padres and Comic Con. That's so true. <laughs> it's more important than the. Po- it's more. It's the most important thing in San Diego. Anyways, <laughs> and, and yeah, of course. Uh, but that's that's the thing is this expansion could happen, and this will actually. It, it might it might not be as hard as we think it it was going to be. Maybe uh, as far as how hard they were going to come down on the players and fines and protocol. Et cetera, et cetera. This could just so, extend the player empowerment era. So we're looking at like maybe a potential expansion draft coming up. Then yeah, that'll be so that, that's going to be really fun. I'm I'm really excited I, for that. You guys want that? You guys want two more teams? I was yeah. I was going to oh, ask that Seattle if we want two team. more teams. Okay, Brian is hardcore. No, Josh is yes. Kyle, yes we have no. the teams that we could send to Seattle. We don't need to put more teams in. I agree with that. However, I would love to see a team in Las Vegas. 
We have the teams that we could send to Las Vegas. We do (laughs) not need to. (laughs) Well, every time though they try to uh, move a team though, there's there's a huge public uproar, local uproar, and it it just doesn't get done. Remember the Kings uh, like four years ago, five years ago. Okay, okay, Kyle. I Timberwolves. I was born in Sacramento, and so this is just I'm saying this. (laughs) This is a little off the record. I know the Sacramento fans would be mad theoretically if the Kings left. And the 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 thing the Kings aren't going to leave because of the new arena Golden One Center. But theoretically if they didn't just build that arena, if the people in Sacramento were pissed off and you took them to in the but there's more people. Like Seattle, that would be a lot of fucking people would be happy. So I think that that would be like do you <laughs> see what I mean like it's argument, out? I don't think the Kings fine. though are a team that would move because of the new no. arena. I no, think that the Clippers not. would no. be a team that would move. All right. Well, the, pro- they, the they problem is the have Clippers. A, they have their Clippers arena already. Is that already in process? They, paid, they had to pay James Dolan like a billion oh, dollars to get right. the rights to, yeah. to build an arena in Inglewood. Yeah. Yeah. Damn it. So the Clippers well, are staying in LA as for better stupid. or for worse. So. I mean, I would say off. I'm gonna piss off fans. Like, okay, um, New Orleans, Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte won't I would move. get rid of New Charlotte. Orleans. I keep New Orleans. The New Orleans. They should just be the New Orleans Jazz. That's what it should be. That's my only. They cup. should. They should buy yeah, back no, the name. No one, or no one. No one in New Orleans likes basketball. Like they're that's other the football. Thing. That's football it's, city. Yeah. It's the Saints owner also. I believe has like a majority stake in the in mm-hmm. the Pelicans as well. And and reportedly doesn't didn't really care prior to them getting Zion. If they didn't get Zion, so if there wasn't league tampering. Uh, conspiracy. <laughs> there wasn't. Um, they probably would have been moved, like for sure. After the whole Anthony Davis fiasco, if they didn't have a single fucking exciting player at all, it, it, they would have been moved for sure. Like I, I don't think they would have cared enough. But even Minnesota selling the team as well, and they're the last. I, I think you guys actually might be right though about we might need to have an expansion because I'm yeah. going through the names in my and, head. It makes more sense too, just based on the financial situation as well. And I think thirty-two teams is a good number, honestly. Like I like, I like how the NFL has everything set up. You have your four division divisional teams, so you'll probably have to restructure that as well. Sixteen teams per conference. It kind of uh, the numbers kind of work. Hypothetical question: If we got rid of the Orlando Magic, would really anyone care? No. They, they have a lot of Disney <laughs> support, too, though, is the thing. They have no, so Disney. much. Get them out of there. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, the pineapple couch will not be getting picked up by the Disney <laughs> <laughs> soon. <laughs> so there goes that advertisement potential. Sorry, uh, Kyle, do you have DMCA anything on, for Mando. on this? Anything um, else? Yeah, I mean, I just think it'd be, it would be really interesting to see a, an expansion draft at the same time. For everyone's favorite team, that would be really shitty because I think you'd be able to keep safe like your top. You get to choose like what, like four players, four or five oh, players. I, don't I think, think it's I more think than it's four that. players. Remember when the I Kings th- lost Gerald Wallace? That sucked. <laughs> <laughs> that I, I uh, was like, I'm not trying to give you shit there. Like I remember like oh, being yeah. like bummed. That was annoying. It was like the Bobcats. Yeah. Like come on. Yeah. I'm. I'm I mean, that's. Then the, again, I'm excited for that though. Is is like all the cool technical about- rules. What was cool about the hockey expansion draft was they basically just got the fifth best player on every single team and made an entire <laughs> squad of fifth best players. But <laughs> and they had won. three phases that they were able to run of fifth best players. So they were they they went all the way to the Stanley Cup. So it'd be cool to see something like that happen in the NBA too, where it's like you expect nothing from these expansion teams in the first season they just come out guns blazing. Yeah, that would be cool. So we're thinking Seattle, Las Vegas. That's my For guess. Sure. Louisville has There's a lot gotta of gotta be too. the two. 
Uh, Las Vegas is going to be one. Any sport that adds a team is going to be Las Vegas now and then Seattle because so many people they, miss. It's, it's, it's ridiculous that Seattle doesn't have a basketball team. They're actually that, like one of the biggest basketball common. hubs in America, actually, apparently, is because is it rains all the time. How did that happen? Just how did that happen? <laughs> It rains so much Jamal they Crawford, have to play indoor indoor sports. Yeah, um, Zach Levine I think is from there too potentially. Yeah, um, yeah. So they there's play some, indoor sports because they can't they can't do it with the rain. So it it makes well, that's sense. That's the that's this week's weather report from Josh on the pineapple couch. <laughs> Thank you, Josh. Um, <laughs> rain equals better basketball players. <laughs> Josh Bilker, <laughs> I'm giving you shit. I, you might you might actually have th- a point to that. Josh. I'm absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you should write a thesis about that. We could uh, go it. through it. Um, gentlemen, anything left on the NBA we want to touch on before we just dive into this weekend's NFL games? All right, let's do it. Let's talk about some football. Uh, really, just. A spectacular weekend. All all the games were great. I think really besides Bears Saints, but yeah. Bears Saints was on Nickelodeon, so we could talk about that a little bit. Um, first, though, we're gonna start about we're gonna start with the Stallion. He beat the Colts. He built. He beat the Sheriff. He beat Phil Rivers. Um, the sheriff. Buffalo twenty seven. Indianapolis twenty four. Josh Allen, 324 yards passing, two touchdowns, 54 rushing yards, a rushing touchdown. Stephon Diggs, six receptions, 128 yards, a touchdown. The Bills actually did not play one of their better games this season. It was a very close game. Phil Rivers, actually, 309 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Tough at the end. They were just really, they couldn't get anything on that last drive when they were trying to throw it really out of bounds. Tough ending. Um... I got to say, because, listen, you guys know what I'm thinking about when I'm thinking about this game. I'm thinking about my guy, Phil. I thought it was a good showing from him, and I actually don't think he is done. Uh, Frank Reich said he wants him back next year. So now that we have my Phillip Rivers love out of the way, and I love him, the Bills, holy fucking shit, let's fucking go. They are going to make a run, gentlemen. This was their iffy game of the playoffs, but Josh Allen, Josh Allen is like a top three quarterback in the NFL. It's getting to that level of how much of a playmaker this dude is. They did not play that well, but Josh Allen was the reason they were. That fucking throw he had to the Dawson Knox in the end zone, he is just such a playmaker. So I'm going to stop rambling, and I'm going to go to Big Dog. Big Dog. I know it was a close game, but how high are we on these bills? And what do you think of Phil's performance? Well, Phil, I mean, Phil was very close. I really think the Colts' big thing. A lot thing, of drops. A lot of drops. That so, Michael Pittman drop, holy shit. That, that is a perfect little segue because I was going to say they really don't have playmakers. Who do they have playmaker-wise, the Colts? Jonathan Taylor. It's Jonathan Taylor, the running backs, Naeem Hines. Both the running backs, and that's And T.Y. Hilton kind of was non-existent this and year. And he's also he's a little long in the tooth. He's not bad, but he's just he's not, he doesn't have the explosive he used to have. Um, I mean, I hope I hope Phil stays there one more year, but for the, for the Bills side, this is just like a classic. You kind of start off a little slow. They haven't been in the playoffs in, what, 25 mm-hmm. years, 30 years? Well, no, they were there last year. They just lost. Okay. They haven't won in, they they haven't won won in, in that. Yeah, but, since whatever um, the Jim Kelly era. I mean, Josh Allen, I saw 
some tweets and things. People, you know, people compared Lamar Jackson to Patrick Mahomes last year. People are doing that and saying they'd rather have Josh Allen because he's bigger. He has a stronger arm. And I'm not saying that at all. But it's funny that it's circulating out there, the same kind of rumors that he is. He's legit and he's good. He almost had that fumble at the end where he almost cost the game. And it's like he tries to break a sack and then he does his little stallion thing and he kicks it 22 yards. It was so fun to watch, though. And, you know, he got the ball back. But, I mean, Bills are just – Bills are good. Bills are going to win the Super and, Bowl. Uh, Josh, I'll go to this on you. The Diggs-Allen connection, it's hard to think of a better quarterback. I would say this season, the Diggs-Allen connection uh, – It was Rodgers-Adams and Diggs-Allen. Those were the, the – Rodgers-Adams yes. will get it, but – I think Diggs Allen actually is not too far behind that in terms of the production they had this year. Is that crazy to say? No. And what's crazier even is it's a new fucking acquisition from that offseason with a shortened offseason, no training camps Mm -hmm. either, and no preseason. And they were still that in sync basically from day one. I mean, I know I think he got off to a little bit of a shaky start, but like I think by game two or three, I I mean, that was already – you knew that Diggs was amazing and completely changed his whole fucking narrative too because he was actually pretty problematic in uh, Minnesota. Uh, That's what happens with Kirk Cousins, your quarterback. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing is because he realized Kirk Cousins wasn't the guy and now he gets it behind. It looks like what is one of the best quarterbacks in the league, as we said. Um, Yeah, I I fucking love Diggs. I think he's one of my favorite receivers to watch, um, et cetera, et cetera. All the praises to to Stefan Diggs, though. He's, he's great. Okay. And now, Kyle, based off this game, so, again, Bills win by three. Is your Has your opinion changed? Give us, like, a little temperature check on where you're at with the Bills and did this weekend really affect it? I think that, at least from the AFC perspective, and especially with the Steelers out now, that's the toughest defense they're probably going to play the whole time. Um, and they, they were able to handle them. Obviously, it's not the most powerful offense they're going to see, but they were still able to really... I feel like they kind of let off the gas a little bit there near the end of the fourth quarter when they're up by, I think it was like 9 or 10 points or 11 mm-hmm. or whatever it was. Um, I wouldn't say it changed my opinion too much. I still think the Bills are going to give the Chiefs a run for their money, which, by the way, I absolutely cannot wait to finally have two young quarterbacks, two guys who are like under 26, 27 years old being in the AFC Championship game instead of it being, uh, you know, a, a Brady. Brady. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So wait, wait. So we got, we got Allen, Mahomes, Jackson, and Baker. Yeah. That's yeah. fucking That's awesome. That's AFC. That's fun. That's a lot of fun. That's fun. And then All think, about, think about the future of the AFC. You're going to be able to throw in Herbert. Right. We got well, that's exciting yeah. for the future of the AFC. Those five quarterbacks. I mean, I don't think it's nice ridiculous to say. Plug there. Thank you. Yeah, not much. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because in the Garrett, NFC you got Breeze, Brady, and Rogers still. So it's the complete opposite yeah. in the NFC. You got the classic three against. Oh, the that's new. gonna fuck. That's even like backs. even you got Alex Smith now too, who's right. you know an old timer. Yeah, uh, that's weird. That's weird. Wait, so what do we got in the end? Or we'll get. We have uh, we got Rogers there. You got the Rogers, Buccaneers, Saints, and then who's the other team? Seahawks, Rams, uh, Rams, Goff. Rams. Well, Goff. Jared Goff plays like a forty. <laughs> he plays like so. fun. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Uh, you guys, yeah, you're on the same page. Yeah. Um. All right. Any Wait, last, other 
Yeah, yeah. yeah sorry. Josh, take it, it away. Uh, Zach Moss uh, out for the postseason. Not a huge – I don't think it's a huge loss, but the run it's, game is already kind of questionable for the Bills. That's the only thing that kind of worries me is, I guess, just not getting any other thing than the pass going. They just signed Devontae Freeman, though, apparently, to uh, replace Zach Moss. Wow. So I, I don't know what to make of that. But you you yeah. got to hope then, if you're the Bills, that Josh Allen could maybe offset that uh, the running game. I mean, exactly. we'll talk think, about that game. I don't think game. when it comes to playing Pat Mahomes that the running game is going to matter too much. I'm not worried about True. Yep. I'm not really Good that point. worried Good about point. Zach Moss being out. Good point. Um, let's go to the next game then. This was, um, I guess, I would say the most surprising, or no, second most surprising. I don't know. This is one of the more surprising games of the weekend for me. Um, the Rams beat the Seahawks. They win 30-20. to 20. You get Cam Akers with 131 yards on the ground, a touchdown, two receptions, 45 yards. Aaron Donald doing Aaron Donald things, two sacks. Russell Wilson, 174 yards, two touchdowns, a pick, 50 rushing yards. Metcalf. Five receptions, 95 yards, two touchdowns. Um, this was – I have two takeaways from this game. One, Sean McVay is a better coach than Pete Carroll. And um, this next one I'm not as confident about. It's not really like a, a – take. it's just, just when say- are we going to start giving Russell Wilson shit for how he plays in the playoffs? Like when are we – like I – I am a Russell Wilson guy, not as much as big. Like, I think he's very good, but, like, w- come on. Like, it's – enough is enough. Like, that pick six was fucking ter- – or the pick was terrible. It – I mean, he's great, but there needs to be some sort of accountability because this has happened, like, what, five years in a row? I'll, so, go, to, I'll go to Kyle – or big – Big Dog, you start, and then I'll go to Kyle because I went to Kyle last. But Big Dog, go because I know this is so Russell about Wilson. He only has one playoff win against in the last well since 2017. So that kind of backs up your point a little bit. But I mean, the guy was sacked the most this year, so I think he's got like 55 sacks against him. So I mean, you're just I think obviously he doesn't have a great offensive line. Yeah, he's got good receivers, but then they is he just holding do on to weird. the ball a little too much. I mean, maybe, it, but it's just because the thing is, Andrew, we're both so like we know how. I'm not saying he's like. bad, and I think it's just like when these things keep happening again and again. It's like we got to kind of look at it. Kyle, what 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 do you think? Yeah, I think it's kind of twofold here. First of all, on Russell Wilson himself, he always tries to turn shit into sugar. And sometimes, mm. you know, we were seeing at the beginning of the season, he was making tremendous plays from collapsing pockets, rolling outside, hucking it 50 yards down the field. And sometimes it does work. But in the playoffs, that's not going to work most of the time. And what ends up happening instead, you get sacked, you take a big loss, you get a penalty on offense for your offensive line trying to, like, keep that pressure off you as much as possible. One thing he never does, and I didn't look up the stats I should have, he never checks down the ball. I know we give a lot of players a lot of shit for checking down the ball, Derek Carr, myself, but to not ever do it, there are certain situations where you probably should do it where it's just a quick option, get you three or four yards, set you up for a second down as opposed to being second and 15 on a sack. So that's my first thing with him in playoffs. And second is to your point, Brian, is I think Pete Carroll is his best years are behind him. I mean, the fact that he went into that playoff game and came out with the notion of we need to run the ball more was what their problem was. Uh, not when, especially when Chris Carson's your running back and that's your offensive line, you decide you need to run more. That's why you guys lost. 
you guys lost because you keep running the ball so much and you're not allowing these Every plays year. and, and developing year. these plays for Russell West or Russell Wilson to be able to uh, accentuate his best abilities. Mm-hmm. They and just then, signed Carroll, right? It's an extension like halfway through this year. Didn't they? Didn't he get an extension, Pete Carroll? He, he got an extension, I think, last year, maybe this year. But uh, he came out with that quote yesterday, saying they need to run the ball more. And then today, the offensive coach, offensive coordinator, was fired because of philosophical differences. Yeah. Okay, Josh, I'm gonna go to you in a second. I just really want to quickly, quickly check back with Big Dog. So, Big Dog, remember the whole let Russ cook thing in the beginning of the season? Mm-hmm. The reason for let Russ cook was because of how pissed off all of us as football fans were after seeing the way the Seahawks played in the playoffs last year of really, like, the stupid running the ball and not letting Russell Wilson do this. And then this year, they start with, oh, okay, we'll let Russ cook, and then they do the same damn thing. They just have that charger mentality. Deep down inside them, they just (laughs) don't learn. They don't let the guy cook. And I mean, I I don't think, I mean, Russell, it wasn't a great game, but I mean, when you run the ball, crappy offensive line, and it's just, they really didn't look good the last four or five weeks of the season. It all just kind of collapsed on them. Mm -hmm. Okay, Josh, let's talk about the Rams here. Aaron Donald, obviously a force of nature. We've liked what we've seen from the Rams' defense a lot this year. I mean, because we've talked about this on the pod. I mean, there's an argument that the Rams have the two best, I mean, the best maybe combo of two defensive players and Ramsey and Donald of what they can do. Um, Again, Jared Goff has gotten some grief on this podcast. I'm not totally out on Goff. I have gotten more out over this season, but Josh... What are you thinking for the Rams going forward? Are we thinking optimistic? I mean, we got to be 30-20 or give us a reality check here, I guess. It's it's entirely the defense, and the team goes as far as the defense allows them to. Uh, Cam Akers was spectacular uh, Sunday, but I just, I'm just i worried about the quarterback situation because Goff only played because Wolford got that freak neck. I'm Not freak accident, but, you know, like he got – fucking annihilated and i just don't know how what level of confidence that says obviously in jared goff that you're you're you have a thumb injury sure but you're still not the go-to guy here and it's and it's scary the fact sean mcveigh said in a couple interviews last week that he kind of liked a lot more things that wolford brings to the table now maybe that's just him being the optimist and just trying to like instill confidence in his guy and try to rise up maybe the backup quarterback. I don't fucking know. I don't. I don't play the mind games of the quarterback or the head coaches, but I, I still don't think that this team has a total Super Bowl run. I think they're gonna get pretty. I think they're gonna get kind of killed by the Packers this week. Is my guess. I just think uh, Rodgers is just gonna be able to figure out this defense. Potential snow showers in Los Angeles. We don't like snow. Yeah, that that's not a it's not a good combo there. Nice and cold I, as good as, weather. A mother Andrew, hater and back Green on Bay. My bullshit. Hmm. I just don't see. I don't see Goff. Lord forgive me. Playing for it, or <laughs> and a, I don't think tease. this defense is going to be able to figure out uh, fucking Rodgers either. On top of that, I think Rodgers is too good. I think we can criticize a lot of things about the Rams, but their defense. I don't know. I think they'll be able to throw something at them. 
Sean McVay stays 37-0 and after when leading at halftime now. 37-0. and Yeah, actually, I was with people who were watching the game, and I said that stat to them, and they're like, what the fuck? And I was like, yeah. That's insane. 37-0. and That's coaching. That, that's coaching. That dude's a beast. Um, okay, let's get to the last of the Saturday games. Bucks, Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Washington football team. Tampa Bay 31, Washington 23. Tom Brady, 381 yards passing, two touchdowns. Leonard Fournette, 93 yards on the ground, a touchdown, four receptions, 39 yards. A great game from him, actually. Mike Evans, also 119 yards through the air. AB got a touchdown. Levante David just continues to be just a fucking monster year after year. Eight tackles in the sack. And then from the Washington football team, Josh, we're going to start with you. Taylor Heineke, 306 yards, a touchdown. He had a pick with 46 yards rushing and a rushing touchdown. I liked what I saw out of this guy. And maybe I fall too much to this type of story. Like, I love my guy Minshew. I think he might have a future, too. Is Heineke, maybe we're going to see a little Minshew. Like, is he coming back as your Washington football team fan? Josh, what was your takeaway on this game? Again, the Bucks win, but we're going to start with Josh and the Washington football team. Um, uh, another reality check. Uh, no, I, I don't think Heineke's the future. Oh, I, I, I do. I, I think here's here's the thing though. I think this is a case of just this is a quarterback no one knows anything about. He's on a spotlight game. He outperforms what he usually would do. I mean, he's bounced around a lot. He was on the fucking practice squad and he was the what fifth string. He was in the AFL, baby. Let's go. Or what was it? No, was it the AFL last the year? XFL. Is that what it was called? XFL. Okay. Yeah. Even better. Um, I like this is the problem is he's gonna play himself into this conversation now with that game and it's just gonna maybe it's gonna create another stupid quarterback controversy between probably him Alex Smith once he recovers again and then I'm assuming they're probably gonna (laughs) draft a young guy potentially maybe fucking the Alabama quarterback I, I don't know I think he I think he's gonna be actually pretty good as like a stash guy is my guess um anyways I I I don't think he's good is what I'm saying. I, I just think that it's maybe just another Minshew hype thing. You mentioned Minshew, and I think people are going to figure him out pretty quickly, and I just don't think he's going to be doing the, the quite the uh, the the portrayal we saw on Saturday. I don't I don't see it happening. Okay, and I'm going to go rapid fire to each one of you on a scale, uh, or just like a grading scale like in school, A to F. What grade would you give Ron Rivera on his first year with the Washington football team? Kyle, big dog, Josh. Wait, and uh, let me remind you, he beat cancer, for the record. Just uh, okay, good to know. What a fucking warrior. <laughs> add an extra grade. Yeah, whatever you Kyle. were gonna say, added another letter. Uh, I think I think outside of just the cancer, just the entire disorganization of the football oh, yeah. team organization. I mean, I've I've got to give him I've got to give him a B. I'll give him a B. Uh, I I do think the fact that he made playoffs is kind of overshadowing the fact that he did have a losing record in the shittiest division of all football. So that is something to also consider as well, too. But um, everything, that whole situation, give him a B. Mm-hmm. Big Doug. So I'm going to I'm gonna throw a B-plus at him for the, the same reasons, except they did win the division, so that is something. I mean, you didn't True. know who your quarterback was, but you had to go between Haskins, someone who almost had their leg amputated, and then you end up starting the AFL guy in the playoffs. That's pretty impressive. To... XFL. Yeah, the AFL. XFL, <laughs> Same you know. thing. Yeah, why not? B plus. Wasn't there an alliance? Wasn't there, was there an a... alliance of football? 
Right? You know, I think they were supposed to be in a line. There was supposed to be another line. Oh, league or did that something. get canceled? Or like, because there was one that I forget if it was the AFL or the XFL that lasted like six, seven weeks. The AFL was the old league, obviously, AFL's too. But I think league. there was like an a, like a new thing they tried to do. But it was arena right. football, and then there's there's the. But then they did football. like the yeah. XFL thing, and then there was supposed to be like another like Vince McMahon had one, and then they were supposed to do yeah, another one XFL. that didn't even make. It. But then there was supposed that to be another Ma- one that didn't make it too. There wasn't oh, a one right. that, that was, was called like the more Alliance, extreme, right? Wasn't there, there was an one because there, there was that one Sunday after the it's Super Bowl be the last XX year. XFL. Yeah. Okay, Josh, give us your grade on Ron Rivera. I'm gonna get a C plus. Uh, I'm I'm gonna be wow. a little hard on my guy. I think he uh, the defense was Dude, great. I just think that they shouldn't have won this division. I mean, they I like give it to a team that actually wants to make the playoffs for some stupid reason. Get a better draft pick. Get Do you think the Eagles better. wanted to make the playoffs? <laughs> no, I don't. Not after Sunday. Also, called the Peterson firing, by the way. So I'm going to give myself props on that one after the Week 17 performance. So that was – thank you. Hi. About Doug I'm Peterson that you brought you gave up. gave him a fucking C+. Plus. Yeah, I give him a C plus. I think he was good, but the offense was a fucking joke. I, I, okay, Terry McLaurin's fantastic. I, I he's one also one of my favorite receivers in football. But I just think that they need a they need to get a quarterback. They need a true and tried quarterback now, and they need to get a top pick for that. That's fucking ridiculous, Josh. You know, I'll give my grade. I'm gonna give him an A. Think about the things this motherfucker had to deal with. He had to deal with a first-round draft pick in Dwayne Haskins who was so bad at remembering the playbook last year that they had him get tested for dyslexia. He had a quarterback in Alex Smith who is a warrior, but his leg almost got amputated, and he came back. He had to deal with Dan Snyder, who's getting invested for, like, fucking Jeffrey Epstein's fucking sex island. He had to get his name changed. He had to beat cancer. He had to to deal with being in a division with the New York Giants and the Cowboys, who everything is fucking rigged for them this dude did everything he like how could you in this and keep this team sucks besides their defensive line and he made like they had the number one passing off defense in one point and so i just really don't know how you could have been better in this situation so ron rivera a plus i i don't like because who's taking okay is Bill Belichick making this Washington football team win the Super Bowl this year? Maybe. I don't think so. I mean, maybe you give him like, You're but right. like really? You know like That's, this is the ceiling of this team. Like, by, it, it, well, actually, it's. I think it's better <laughs> than the ceiling of this team. Yeah, whatever. All right. Yep. Bucks win thirty-one twenty-three. Let's go to the next game. The first game on Sunday. We had the Baltimore Ravens beat the Tennessee Titans 20-13. Lamar Jackson, 179 yards passing, an interception, 136 yards rushing, and a rushing touchdown. And one an all-time Lamar highlight of just breakout speed in his uh, dash to the end zone. Uh, Marquise Brown, seven receptions, 109 yards. Marcus Peters, huge pick. Dances on the logo with the team. We'll get to that in a bit. Um, Ryan Tannehill, 165 yards, a touchdown, a pick. Derrick Henry, this is probably the story of the game. 18 rushes, 40 yards, zero touchdowns. Vrabel's play calling, problematic, especially the punt. 
A.J. Brown, six receptions, 83 yards, a touchdown. I'm going to start with Big Dog on this one. Big Dog, what was your biggest takeaway? Was it follies by the Titans or the dominance of the Ravens' defense and Lamar's great game? It's, it's kind of just like a perfect game for the Ravens because, like you said, Variable had a couple questionable calls where they didn't go for it and fourth down towards the end there. Um, Derrick Henry was shut down. Which is the bit? I mean, if you shut down Derrick Henry, you shut down the Titans because the Ravens are a good enough defense. You know, Marcus Peters and others—they're good enough to hang around. And then Lamar Jackson wasn't fantastic passing, but as we know, that's just really not his game. He's so—he's a hybrid quarterback, and he can get you 130 yards. He can be Derrick Henry himself and have those explosive plays, which makes he him so broke, dangerous. He broke the back of the Titans with those runs towards exactly. the end of the game. Uh, Josh, we'll go to you. Takeaways from this game. Yeah, I, I think uh, this is kind of how I expected this to play out, I think, just because how good the Ravens have looked. and I was surprised. Yeah. I, I Well, I just think the Titans the are kind of— The Henry thing is shocking. The Henry thing is, is kind of crazy, but the uh, if if you were able to do that to Henry, absolutely you're going to win that game, of course. Um I think the Ravens are scorching. The Titans were just somewhat fraudulent the entire season. It just wasn't one of their good days offensively. Um, and, and credit to the Ravens' defense on that. And, I, you know, credit to Andrew again also because he mentioned that the Ravens' playoff run was a real deal like a month ago now. So that they were going to be one of the hardest teams to play in the playoffs. And congratulations to Lamar for winning his first playoff game in, what, three years? So. I mean, it's he's right back on track. One and two, but I mean, that's how you got to start. So I mean, good for the Ravens. I'm I'm rooting for them. I'd still want the Bills to beat them, but I I wouldn't be shocked either though if the Ravens won that game. So, Kyle, Kyle to you on this Ravens Titans game, some takeaways. Yeah, first of all, I love Lamar Jackson. I'm really glad that he got the monkey off his back, just getting that first playoff win. I think the biggest takeaway though is just Mike v- Mike Vrabel his cowardly atrocious coaching in that game that to punt dude two of them didn't he have two he had two puns like one in the third yeah. quarter one in the fourth and quarter. just the fucking play calling so like, his pro- so his thing is he loves he has his game plan and he probably he kind of thinks no one's going to stop my game plan but as soon as someone does stop his game plan he refuses to divert from that original game plan so when derrick henry can't rush the ball he still says, "Well, we're still going to rush it on first and second down with Derrick Henry and see what happens." I mean, I can't even I can't even count how many third and longs they had just because he kept running it on first and second down every single mm-hmm. time and it wasn't working. <clears throat> so, and- I think I think this really showed his ceiling as a coach if he's not willing to be more flexible with his play calling. Yeah, this was an eye-opener me for me, Kyle, cuz uh Kyle, you actually showed me this guy Warren Sharp. He's a good football analyst on twitter yeah, he's great very good yeah he, yeah he hates anthony lynn just as much as i do but yeah. he had some sort of stat that he put out during that game about how derrick henry just the the yards per rush on first down compared to Tannehill when he was running it later it's just as a chargers fan i know how much it sucks to see your team run it on first down up the middle every, every single play and it as good as derrick henry is it that's a, this is a nice reminder of how um, the league doesn't changed. matter. Yeah, how good yeah. no matter who you are, if everyone in the world knows they're doing an HB dive, you will not get one yard. I promise you. And we were, we were just talking about he was like the greatest running back of our gener, like one of the greatest of our yeah. at least yep. lifetimes. And if you can't 
get your run game going with the greatest running back ever. You're like, you're lucky you have that guy to begin with. It's not going to work in the future. Like, as soon as right. Derrick Henry's off your team, your run game is not going to work. Uh, what, yeah, Warren Sharp went deep into it. Also, another Twitter follow for you. Ben Baldwin went into it a lot as well, too. He's another analytics guy that breaking okay. down the um, EPA on first down runs versus first down passes, and it was significantly better when the ball was in Tannehill's hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's just like a predictability thing, and you can kind of get away with it in the regular season against a lot of teams because of Derrick Henry. But when you're playing a John Harbaugh coach team, especially this Ravens defense, you're not going to get away with shit like that, especially in the playoffs. Um, So let's go to the next game. Saints, they take care of the bears in the Nickelodeon game, 21 to nine. The game really was decided. I think by that giant, touchdown drop by was it is it Javon Wims it's Wims it's Javon yeah. I remember Javon the play Wims. it was like the trick play yeah. I mean it was awful it, yeah it was a great perfect pass trick, too perfect trick play <laughs> his best pass he's dime, ever thrown dime by risky a perfect pass just I have an, a theory a oh, terrible oh, he wasn't a Josh he wasn't theory. expecting Trubisky yeah, he wasn't expecting Trubisky to throw. Okay, a we'll get past. Wait, wait. We'll, <laughs> oh, oh, nice, Josh. That, that, that was all it was. Um, yeah. I love the conspiracy. So, I, the, I mean, that as soon as that pass was dropped, I knew the game was over. Um, I th- honestly think if that pass is caught, we're looking at a totally different game. But because uh, I mean, again, the Saints dynamic offense only scored twenty one points. The Bears do have a good defense. But uh, Breeze two hundred sixty five yards, two touchdowns. Kamara ninety nine rushing yards, a touchdown. Michael Thomas five receptions, seventy three yards, a touchdown. Trubisky one hundred ninety nines and a hundred ninety nine yards and a touchdown, which included the crazy garbage time touchdown to Jimmy Graham with the incredible catch. And because of the stupid fucking rule that they put in the NFL recently, they don't kick the extra point at the end of the game when it doesn't matter, which cost me like $25, you stupid douchebags, because I had the Bears plus 11 and a half. God damn. Unbelievable. What the fuck? Where's the sportsmanship, you know? God. What the fuck? A little pride, you know? Get that extra point in there, go into the next season thinking it's like, yeah, we only lost by 11. Unreal. I just hate that shit. Uh, so going in on this game, uh, Kyle, I'll start with you. The Bears, I mean, it, do you take anything from this win for the Saints, or is it just this is the Bears and the Bears aren't good? Well, one thing I take away is the end zone is now forever known as the slime zone to me. But uh, the, uh, did you listen no. to that broadcast? Yeah, it was it was a little painful for me to listen to. I mean, I get what what they were trying to accomplish, but. Did you know- David Montgomery's favorite flavor of ice cream is <laughs> vanilla. <laughs> um, Juju Smith-Schuster's favorite emoji is the chef. <laughs> the best part was okay. Really quickly, I actually Kyle, didn't I'll even let see you go. it. On but it was like it was some broadcasting guy, Nate Burleson, and then I guess some like Nickelodeon oh, star. Right, it's Ian Eagles. Ian Eagles' son. Actually. Yeah, it was him, and then yeah. some this girl who's like a Nickelodeon star. And I shit you guys not. It's like there's the kickoff and then the first play. And they go to her, hey, I know it's early, Gabby, but what are your thoughts on this game? <laughs> She's like, it's really cool to see all the players taking it seriously. <laughs> and then it's like, okay. And then it's like the biggest like reaction that we got, out because I was fascinated by this broadcast. 
the young Nickelodeon star, no touchdown took her breath away. It was actually like a 37-yard a punt. <laughs> it was like, whoa! <laughs> so the I've never seen a ball punted like that. It, also, it this the sixty second debate on what the players do when they have to go to the bathroom. Did you hear that one? Oh, but then, like, and then he w- asked her what she has to go do when she has to go <laughs> yeah, to the that bathroom. Was, that, that made me really uncomfortable. Yeah, problematic. There, is there, there another some, one there this week? I didn't moments. see this at all. I mean, I like watch, first, but I watched it on Fox. We watched Tony and Jim Nance. Yeah, me and me and Tim Hall. Shout out to Tim. We watched the Nickelodeon version. Um, Kyle, uh, regardless of the Nickelodeon, um, again, though, Saints, what are you taking from the Saints? Are you feeling positive about their momentum going forward from this game? What do you think? Well, I think the fact we had so much to talk about the broadcast goes to show that there wasn't really anything that impressive from that game. Yeah. Nothing really, nothing really stood out to me. Michael Thomas, at least is back running slants again. Um, he at least is a, a part of the offense, but nothing really stands out to me for the Saints, which is a little bit concerning. Yeah, it is. Uh, I'll go to you, Josh. Uh, any big takeaways from this game? Yeah, um, more on it's more so just that this was kind of a bye week game, I feel like, because it kind of got Mike Thomas kind of back in the foray. And I, I think that's it's that's that's really fucking smart of them to do. They really got him involved and they seemed to make an effort to find that connection. And he had his probably his best game of the season. So I, that's potentially dangerous if they can keep that chemistry and momentum up from there. Uh, Kamara didn't look amazing. Trubisky didn't play terrible. I mean, he won. He's not. He's not bad. He's not. He's no, I, out, I agree. This is credit to Big Cat Barstool. Big Cat. He said this. Matt and Aggie doesn't trust Mitch Trubisky at all, so she, he sends him out That's- there with handcuffs. That's exactly right, and and I I think Nagy's the one that has to go first before you try to move off from Trubisky because I do think Trubisky could still develop into something. I think he's just in a really shitty situation, and Nagy is fucking basically what is it called when you um you you cut off your your pet's balls? What's that called again? Um, neutering. What's neutering? Yeah, I think he neutered Trubisky. And he, <laughs> what is it when you cut off your pet's balls? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. Sorry to any to and, any dogs out there listening. Come on. <laughs> I love dogs here. On sorry, sorry big, do- big dog will never be neutered, at least. So props uh, to you. And he uh, won he won the MVP, the most important trophy of the entire season. So the Nickelodeon what was it, valuable player? I mean, I, I don't want to have to I'll shout out Big Cat again because yeah. Big Cat just totally rigged that. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's, it's hilarious. <laughs> I really totally wanted them to do the out. interview with the with the with the other Nickelodeon sideline kid and just give it to Trubisky after like a humiliating loss and just like that would have been that would have made my day. But uh, it was it was yeah, I, this game sucked. I I hated it. Yeah, I it, knew it was gonna it be bad. Tough. It you knew it was gonna be bad once they gave it to Nickelodeon for the broadcast. Is the thing. Yeah. It was the so. it was the shit game of the week. Big dog. Um, takeaways on this game from the Saints side and then. Are the Bears going to move on from both Nagy and Trubisky or just one of them? So start with Saints and then go to that. So this game, it sounded like you just, I mean, because I was on the traditional Fox or CBS, whatever it was on. Sounds like you guys were watching a whole different football game and plays that I missed and stuff. But you guys just had good side conversation. Young Sheldon was like the referee. Uh-huh. Yeah, they did. They had young Sheldon explain the flag. That's the worst moment. Entire. I almost shut off the broadcast after that. But I was so fascinated. I, I hope there's one too. this week because I want to see it. But I don't be. think so. 
<laughs> it's over. It's already done. Yeah, I think it's it. Yeah, but next Once year, a year this time the, next year, we need to get an XFL league or something for them. But. <laughs> This game sucked. I mean, the Bears didn't score, and you kind of knew once that pass was dropped, it was like they were going to maybe score 13 points this game, and I was just, I was just rooting for the plus 10 and a half, 11 and a half the entire time. And then the Saints, yeah, yeah, what, what did they do so special? Nothing. They didn't do anything special. They scored three touchdowns against an average 8-8, eight 9-7 and, eight, and seven football team. That's it. And they got, I mean... Did this you, should have been a 21-16 game. All this team relies on right now I mean, I is the like garbage time touchdown though. If so. Drew Brees was Drew Brees 6 years ago and he's like wow Drew Brees, this team super but I don't believe it because they have a great defense. Kamara's great. They got Thomas, you got other receivers, but what are they going to actually do if I, I see I don't see him actually advancing. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go to the next game. This was um if just as a Chargers fan who's watched the Steelers beat the Chargers in the playoffs like three or four times in my life, watching the Browns beat the fuck out of the Steelers was fucking awesome. I Did you guys see Ben Roethlisberger crying at the end? Yeah. I wanted to bottle and drink those tears. You wanted to drink Ben Roethlisberger's tears. I wanted every part of it. Every ounce. Um, Baker, Baker Mayfield, let's, I mean – I think, remember when, what was this, Andrew? Was this like five or six weeks ago when Joe Rinaldi, like, just came at Baker Mayfield? Yeah, it was right? probably that or last week Baker five or last year. been on fire since. He goes 263 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, some of the, shout out to Warren Sharp again. He was showing up the Steelers putting linebackers on Jarvis Landry in the slot, just absolutely abusing them. Um Landry, five receptions, 92 yards, a touchdown. Uh, the Browns take a 28-0 lead in the first, first quarter, most points scored in the first quarter in playoff history. Um, just They almost blow it a little at the end because the Steelers are coming back slightly, and then Mike Tomlin decides to punt in another stupid-ass punting scenario that really killed all their momentum because the Browns just went and scored. But, uh, I mean, the combination of Chubb and Hunt, 76 yards rushing for Hunt or for Chubb, and then also four receptions for 69 yards and a touchdown. Hunt with 48 yards rushing and two touchdowns. The Browns are a legitimate team, and it's just they're running into a juggernaut next weekend, so it'll be hard to see. It's hard to say, like, oh, I think they can shock the world. But I do like what I saw out of the Browns. And, again, they did not have Kevin Stefanski. Their special teams coordinator was their head coach. So after all that rambling, I'll start with Josh. What was your big takeaway from this? Yeah, I think this was completely counter to what we've expected from the fact that coaches have been out with uh, COVID or whatever. Because what it was the Clemson game uh, on New Year's, yep. and then it was the uh, the Lions game on Christmas, where the what was it? The Buccaneers put up or no, the Saints. Sorry, the Saints put up like fifty on them. So I yeah, I mean, I wasn't expecting. I was really expecting the opposite. I thought when I saw the score, I was like, oh, the Steelers are up by twenty, and I did a fucking double take. Like it, it fucking. It, it wowed me. I thought the game was on at 5.40, so that's why I tuned in a little late. And I was like, oh, this game's already over. Um, yeah, the Browns, fucking great. And I, I love seeing, like, this whole kind of Baker tour of, like, fuck you guys, basically. To, like, yeah, Colin it's Coward a fuck you and, tour. It's great. Yeah, it's a fuck you tour. It's great. And, and the fact is that the uh, Steelers receivers are still doubling down like Chase Claypool and Juju Smith-Schuster still doubling Pathetic. down on the fuck the Browns mentality. That's dumb. Like, 
just fucking, fucking pathetic. Just don't say yeah. anything until next season, dude. Just, it, just they need to shut humiliated. the fuck up. Juju had a good mm. game, thirteen receptions, one hundred fifty yards, a, a touchdown. Garbage but time. I mean, garbage. Big time. Ben. I mean, even Big Ben stats: forty-seven of sixty-eight. 501 yards, four touchdowns, four passes. Okay. Garbage time. He ha- was there one yeah, play action? <laughs> Let's not forget, he had a throw for 501 yards because he threw four interceptions and had a lot of ground to yeah. make up there. And Kyle, I sensed your animosity, and I just want to, I'm going to tee you off with this. Fuck Juju Smith Schuster. Like, the- shut the fuck up. Those guys, the young receivers in that team, like, they're good. Don't get me wrong. They're great receivers. But, like, this whole mentality of the world is against me and, like, oh, the odds are stacked against me. It's like, no, you're you're dancing. People are making fun of you for dancing, not because you have some sort of big adversity. Stop acting like a child and start acting like a professional on the football field and maybe people will give you more respect. Yeah. Um, well, I, really quick, Kyle, where do you think you so – you saw the Chase Claypool – quote today right how he said yes. like basically how the browns suck what outlet do you think that came from that came from fucking tiktok live is this oh dude God. 13 yeah yes yeah. so. and you know what's funny is someone from barstool responded to him saying that you're one and two against the browns in your career <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I was jeff d low and he had like all his little like action figures out and claypool called him a nerd and jeff was like fair um, i I do want to say one thing about this game though the biggest takeaway that i had was if if the steelers are serious about taking this young team to the playoff or taking them deep into the playoffs you got to get rid of big ben next season you got to get someone else in there who at least has half a pulse to be able to play quarterback because Big Ben has been truly that, horrendous the past maybe, five games since they've stopped that Phil one game take over half, a, half a pulse that that sounds like Trubisky. Phil has <laughs> been better. Than Big ben. But Thank you, you guys. You got to think about it. They have all these players, like young players, on like team favorite contracts right now, especially with uh, with Watt and uh, obviously with Chase Claypool being him being a rookie. But they have, like, you need to take advantage of it right too. now. Yeah, I mean. Kyle, I think you bring up great points, so I'll just throw what Kyle said at you, big dog. Have we seen – we saw Big Ben basically crying on the sidelines. Have we seen the last of Big Ben? I don't think so. I think he comes back. He seems like he's he wants to linger around. I'm going to be honest, though. I'm should mo- he come back? Uh, should he come back most likely? If the Steelers want – if the same exact fan. season as this year or something similar to it, then bring him back if they want to actually try to advance. I'd get someone else. But if Carson Wentz, Trish traded uh, Pennsylvania teams. <laughs> but honestly, like, yeah, the Browns are winning 28 to nothing, and, like, they killed the Steelers. They did not impress. I mean, they impressed me with the fact that they really practiced and didn't have their coaches. Did they really look that good? I mean, the first play of the well, game I was they were going to blow it. The first game was snapped over their head. They're down a touchdown. Then you have Nick Chubb going for like a forty or fifty yard run. Then you have a Jarvis Landry. I mean, Baker Mayfield threw it seven yards, and Landry ran for forty five there. Yeah, there is just like I, I'm on the Baker train, and I like it, but it's like, dude, they didn't do shit. And it's like I almost am considering locking the Chiefs minus 10 right now because I think the Browns are so high. They haven't won since Bill Belichick was their coach in the 90s and Barry Sanders was the leader of rushing yards that year. Everything you're saying is lending to the conversation of how we were talking about all year. The Steelers are frauds. Like the, the, 
maybe we were overrating a lot of AFC this year. Maybe it really is only the Chiefs and Bills, uh, Bills and, Ravens. and potentially the Ravens. Like, because you're right, I was very worried about that lead all game, and it's and if Baker they go for them fourth and one, lot, and but, the Steelers score. Yeah, we could play the what if game all you want, but they make it thirty five thirty or whatever. And there's nine ten minutes left. Steelers are winning that game. Is Josh, anyone, I mean, Steelers would have. Josh, won that what are you game. thinking? Yeah, yeah, but you know, they yeah. yeah. What Josh, was that? What are you thinking about oh, just, this? How are you? Yeah, are it. Are, I'm not going to go into next week's games because we're talking about it in a second. But um, Big Ben stay or retire? Browns impress yes or no I mean the Steelers absolutely blew that game I I think um Big Ben should be done but I agree with Andrew it's this isn't it for him he's he's coming back for sure um I, I think it'd be cool though to have some I don't know just do do the Aaron Rodgers thing just draft I, maybe that's the the solution for all these old quarterbacks draft a draft a young guy in the first round light a fire under the vet see what happens and then if they, yeah. they do crumble then Jalen hurts him. I don't know. You know? Jordan yeah. love him. Um, I just want to wrap up with the Steelers, though, because I keep bringing up Warren Sharp and saying this to Kyle because he actually – so he had all the lineups of basically um, linebackers having to guard Jarvis Landry. And, Andrew, uh, you remember the Chargers' great season a couple years ago? Remember the Steelers' win when we beat the Steelers? Yes, I do. Sunday Night Football. Guess who was matched up consistently against Keenan Allen in the slot? Linebackers. Mm-hmm. So that is a problem if you're a Steelers fan looking forward, that that continuously is happening. So just some food for thought. Gentlemen, let's look into this weekend's games. It's a little early, but fuck it. We want to give you our picks now, so that's what we're going to do. We'll probably be back later this week with some NBA, but here are our NFL picks because these are the four gentlemen. We are the four gentlemen you want to be hearing your NFL picks and insight from because, one, you love us, and, two, refer to number one. Um, First game on Saturday, Los Angeles Rams at Green Bay Packers. Packers are favored by seven here. You can get the Rams money line at plus 255, over under 45 and a half. I'm going to start with you, Kyle. What leans out to you in this game? Honestly, I'm leaning Rams plus seven. I I think with, McV- uh, with McVay, um, he's not going to rely too heavily on his quarterbacks, obviously, but he's going to try and lean on the defense, and he's going to try and control the pace of the game so that it's not a high-scoring game, and I think it is going to be a tighter game than most people expect, just given what Drew Brees' – excuse me, Drew Brees – what Aaron Rodgers' production has looked like this year against top-notch defenses. So I would say Rams mm-hmm. plus seven. So before I go to Josh and Andrew, I'm with I'm with you, Kyle. I like the Rams plus seven, and I here's why. I think, one, the Sean McVay thing is obvious. I think Sean McVay is a much better coach than Matt LaFleur. We are, though, in the midst of an Aaron Rodgers fuck you tour, and Devontae Adams was the best wide receiver this year. If any cornerback in the NFL could shut down Devontae Adams, who would it be? It would be, be Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey, yeah. The Rams right. have. Um, so I like the Rams plus seven here a lot because I think that the Packers – um, they tend to play close. They kind of fool around. Um, we'll see. I am big dog. I'm flirting with the money line. 
I am flirting with the Rams money line because I love what Ramsey and uh, Donald could present to them. And I think McVay can outcoach LaFleur, similar to how we've seen McVay outcoach Kingsbury, a coach with maybe a better roster than him in in Arizona, where I'm just comparing the young coaches there. But, Andrew, I think you're going to feel differently than us, so that's why I'm going to go to you. Yeah, I I like the Packers minus seven here. Why? Sell us on it. So I, I think the, the Sean McVay thing is a better coach, and yeah, the second half Packers fuck around. They're not going to be able to keep up, though. I know this defense is legit, but if the Packers score 28 points, I don't see the Rams scoring 14. The Packers have a decent defense. It's going to be 25 degrees there, potential snow showers. The Rams don't know what it's like to play in cold weather. Jared Goff is going to be an absolute a cold statue, and he's just going to—he's not going to be good. Okay, Josh. Yeah, I mean. I, I think the Packers are absolutely winning this game. Uh, I kind of like the points a little bit because I do think it's still a playoff game and they played a little close, but I would probably just tease it down, honestly. I, I would take the Packers minus seven, tease it down to maybe minus one and combine it with another game maybe you like this week. But then that's probably what I would do. But I, I don't think the Rams are going to win this game. Cold weather, they play in on the road in Lambeau. Packers have a really good pass rush. It's 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 going to be a fucking uphill battle and i don't think the defense is good enough compared to what rogers did what i said earlier um like the start of the podcast so yeah i'm, I'm going packers winning out big dog is this a nobody believes in us game it's, it's, no, that was the browns that was the browns this, game. who's buying the ram stock besides me and kyle right now i'm not buying i guess kyle, i think i think do the pack i think packers are winning this aaron Rodgers is ready to roll he uh, touched, looked touched good my heart a little bit last week. week when he did Aaron Rodgers, you know. He's got, oh, yeah, we should shout him out. So, Aaron Rodgers donated to the Barstool Fund. He's going to match it all that, but he, he was a good. The, shout out to the fucking Barstool Fund. They're at, like, what, $23 million or something least, for, like, small businesses and restaurants around the U.S. They did one in San Francisco recently. Three That's weeks, fantastic. $23, 25000000 million. Three weeks. That's fucking fantastic. Okay, gentlemen, next game. We got Ravens at Bills. Bills favored by two. Ravens money line plus 115 over under 50. I have something to say. I have done this podcast for 73 episodes. The lock of the Pineapple Couch podcast history. Bills by one billion the bills are going to absolutely fuck baltimore i think that they are going to win by 17 to 24 this bills team they took their lump against that colts team and josh allen i love you phil i love you phil he is going to be able to do a lot better against this Ravens defense. I think this Bills team is legit. I think this Bills team could win the Super Bowl. I would probably put them of the Chiefs are probably number one. The Bills are two. I think this Bills team is going to make a statement against this Ravens team. I think that Josh Allen knows that his quarterback class was made fun of, how Lamar Jackson went late, and how, oh my God, Josh Allen was taken before him. And I think we're going to see a fuck you game from the Stallion. Hit the fucking music. Stallion, let's go. Bills by one trillion. Josh. 
Yeah, uh, I, I'm a lot more optimistic about the Ravens' chances than you, I think, B-Rob, but I, this line should be a lot bigger. I think it should be probably about minus five around there. And the fact that it's what, – what is it? What do you have? You said minus two. two? It's minus so, two right now. Yeah. I, minus two, that's that's easy. It, it should be a lot higher. The Bills have shown us way more times that they're much more competitive against good teams. I, I'm ab- I would hop in with you. I think Bills minus two is is probably my lock as well. I but I, I do like the Ravens a lot. But it's also it's apparently there's snow in Buffalo as well on the forecast. So are you acting like the Stallion well. can't gallop in snow? No, I'm saying that's exactly what I'm saying. I'm saying is I'm wondering. I mean, it it might actually it's gonna hurt the Ravens probably more. I don't think I'm so. too worried about the team from Buffalo having to deal with the elements. Kyle, That's what I'm I'm saying. It's oh, okay. Hurt the Sorry, Ravens I thought you're I thought yeah. you were going the other way. No, 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 about, no, no, no. I was about I was to slap going, you, Josh. Yeah, about to, no, I was about no, to beat you the fuck down. All right, uh, Kyle. Sorry. The the Bills capped off their season by playing two of the last three games against very respectable defenses, the Broncos and the Dolphins. And they scored forty-eight and fifty-six on those defenses. So I mean, I know I know Ravens have a pretty good defense, but this Bills team knows how the offensive coordinator for the Bills. I forget his name, but he's having a hell of a season. He knows how to pick apart good defenses. Um, I'm also locking. I actually going to lock it in. Yeah, minus minus one Buffalo Bills. Brian DeBole is the Bills offensive coordinator. Yeah, T- to you, Big Dog. So the the Bills. They're, they're going to beat the Seahawks in the Super Bowl, remember? So the Bills are my Super Bowl pick. <laughs> uh, they're still going to win 27-24. It's just going to be against the Packers now, okay? Well, Bills. All right, I like that. Oh, lock it like in. That. Bills, I'm locking in the Bills. All right, I don't even care that we're all on the Bills. I just think that this is – I don't even, maybe I'll get quoted and made fun of for this. This is an opportunity. This is an opportunity to make money. It's, it's love, like the best line. It's basically I, a money line. I love you know? the Bills more than I love yourself. anything. Ever. <laughs> ever. More than myself. Phil. I, well, no. Let's not get crazy. I like Phil more than I love okay. myself. So it's, um, All right. Next game. Oh, sorry. I got the Bills offensive coordinator pulled up. I'm going to change that and get the, the games right here. All right. We got the Browns at the Chiefs. The Chiefs favored by 10. Browns money line plus three fifty over under fifty seven. I've loved what Baker Mayfield has shown over the last six seven weeks. I like really think he's proved a lot, and I think this Browns team, what they can do with the run game and Miles Garrett on the pass rush, is incredibly impressive. With all that being said, Chiefs minus ten. <laughs> Love that. Love the Chiefs minus ten. The Chiefs are gonna fucking destroy them. I think I think this is going to be like I think actually because the Chiefs had the bye and all the Chiefs heard about was oh man this Chiefs team just like coasted all year I'm not really sure I think they take it out on the Browns this weekend and I think that Bills Chiefs game though is legit that's going to be coming but I do think that the Chiefs beat a good Browns team by more than 10 so I'll take the Chiefs there I'll start with Big Dog Big Doug. Yeah, I said it a little earlier. I'm taking the Chiefs here, minus 10. Browns are going to be so happy that they made the playoffs and won a playoff game. It is so – they are so happy right now. Um, yeah. 
I'm good for them. It's I mean, good. Geez, the, my only damn. concern about the Chief is not only that, so they did have the bye week, but it's kind of like they're coming off two weeks. So I'm afraid they're going to come off real slow. And Nick Chubb yeah, and Kareem Hunt kind of, because they didn't play week 17. So it's like, and Kareem Hunt says it's a revenge game for him because, you know, he was on the Chiefs. But Chiefs are going to uh, kill this team. I'm sorry, a revenge game? Yeah. That's a, the team yes, that yeah, cut him a, after that, a domestic abuse case? Yes. Come that, on. That, 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 <laughs> yeah, I don't think you can have a, that's that not was a the meme. Revenge. That's exactly what the comment said. They were, that was the absolute reaction. Because <laughs> they were like, and I started laughing when I said that because it's like Kareem Hunt revenge game. And then the guy's like, I mean, they didn't kick you off because you weren't talented. <laughs> well, no pun intended. <laughs> and oh, I'm so glad funny. you had that reaction. That was what we were looking for, Kyle. Chiefs what do, minus oh, 10. Man. More of a reason they, the Chiefs to be pissed off now. <laughs> they wanted uh, to keep him around after that? What, what did he expect? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, wait, I'm so not going to say wait, anything else Kareem about Kareem Hunt. Hunt. Describe this as a revenge Kareem game? Hunt, I'll, I'll have to find the article, but I saw it. I was like, yeah, this is a revenge game for me. And it's it just, dude, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> there was video uh, evidence. I mean, that. that was bad. But oh, Thank Jesus, you for catching Kareem me on I mean, the thing about like that is like how you want to know how bad that was. Cream Hunt is a backup running back and gets paid nothing, and he's probably like the third or fourth best running back in the NFL. That's how bad that fucking video was, and how probably bad of a dude he is. So that's all needs to be said about. Not that. to defend Cream Hunt, she allegedly oh, called Jesus. him. She allegedly called him a racial slur. Is 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 the thing? So I mean. That's I'm not. That's all I'm gonna say. Nothing beyond that. Not defending him. Obviously, completely condemning him. But did she say that running backs were overpaid? Yeah, because yeah, you yeah. see, there's like, <laughs> see, I don't know what it says, but right now, like the main thing is like Andy Reid responds to Kareem Hunt's personal warning. <laughs> that's, that's so there, hey, I'm just saying, there's gonna the blood is boiling in KC. The blood is boiling. Kyle, what do you think of right. this game? After that comment by that piece of shit human being, I hope the Chiefs beat them by a thousand. I got Chiefs minus ten. Yeah, I, I'm so. Josh, Chiefs minus ten. I'm. This is the game I'm teasing down actually with the uh, the Packers. So I'm gonna tease them down to minus four and a six okay. point tease. But yeah, I, like I, I I just I just think the you know maybe. I, I just like being more comfortable with what it is. You know, you never know. The cream hunt revenge game could happen. It could. It could. Um, Let's see how Andy Reid responds to that personal message. God, you got to be just so fucking stupid. (laughs) (laughs) No, just (laughs) Yeah, I know he's a fucking idiot for that. Oh, God. All right. Last game of the weekend, a NFC South matchup, the matchup of the two oldest starting quarterbacks in the NFL. I guarantee you this matchup will be like the oldest two quarterbacks to ever face each other in the playoffs, and we'll see like 150 graphics. Guess about who just it passed each other the on the game. old time? With that pass, he just passed. Yeah. yeah. They're playing and each we'll other, have though. All of that shit. <laughs> Um, the Saints are favored by three. You get the Bucks money line at plus 145, over under 52. Um, I love the Bucks in this matchup. I think the Bucks are starting to click. I know that the Washington it was it was kind of close, but this is my thing with the Saints. I'm sticking to it. I think about it every year in the playoffs. The Saints to me are a regular season team that can show good sparks, but in the playoffs when it comes down to it, I'm going to take Tom Brady versus Drew Brees. I think the Bucks offense can be more dynamic and throw the, I they can throw the ball down the field I think better cuz Brees I just don't think can come up with the big plays 
as much in the playoffs. And I think that over the past, what, five, six years, that has been demonstrated. So I love the Bucks plus three here, and I love the money line. I love both of those. Kyle? Yeah, so my, my prediction on the last podcast was Bills, Bucks, Super Bowl. So I am definitely all over the money line. Um, and I guess the spread. Why not? They get, they're getting some points yeah. on it too. But I just think, like you said, they can actually throw the ball downfield. Tom Brady still has actually a pretty good arm. Like he's still hucking the ball downfield. Um, Very well. And Drew Brees can't throw it past five yards. So I just think – to your point, Brian, the Buccaneers have a little bit more dynamic of an offense to be able to put up big numbers. Mm-hmm. Josh, what do you think on this? I believe you had the Bucks in the Super Bowl as well. I did, but th- to me, this this one's a stay away. I don't, I don't, I just don't trust the Bucks. I, I, I know I had them as a Super Bowl pick, but this game scares me. The Saints embarrassed them twice already in the regular season. I, I maybe they just. They just, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what happened, but that's Tom Brady going to lose to the same defense three times in one year. Probably not, but that's kind of why it's a stay away game for me. I just, I don't, I don't trust. I I don't have a strong read either way on, I I just, I remember, I remember vividly watching the Sunday night game where they got fucking blown out, completely embarrassed by it. And I just, I, I'm not going to have a repeat with that with money on the line on top of that. And I, obviously I don't trust the, the saints at all because they're the playoff frauds and it's, it's Drew Brees still at what? 40. So what do you think old. of the over under 52? I like the over on that. I think, I think there could be a lot of fucking points scored. The bucks, obviously their offense has been clicking, but uh, I, the still though, they let up what? 22 five points to taylor heineke kyle what do you think of that over under you know i i think i would stay away just because i feel like both teams have the ability to score a lot of points but at the same time defenses keep the points down as well too so it's a bit it's it could be bold take sorry Mm -hmm. sorry kyle no i think that's true there there's like i think that um the Bucks have been one of those teams this year that I think, I mean, I don't think it's fair to compare them to the Titans because I think they probably have a higher ceiling, but they're kind of like the Titans where it's been like, what's going to happen? And Andrew actually sent me a, a thing on Instagram today, I believe, and it was like the records of every team, basically, if you took it just after the first half, and the Bucks were 8-8. Eight and eight. So they have not started strong, so that is something to think about, but I do like them to win this game. Um, big Dog... What are you leaning on in this game? Is it the Bucks plus the points, the money line, the over-under? What do you think is going to happen here? So my biggest point, which you guys already said, I think it is impossible for Tom Brady to lose to a team three times in a row the Bucks. I know it's not just Tom Brady, but I think beating – that goes for anyone. Beating a team three times in a year is so difficult. That's why I didn't think the Browns were going to win last week because beating the Steelers back-to-back weeks, it's such a hard thing to do. Um Buccaneers are on fire. Antonio Brown is a—he's back now, or he's somewhat back. He's part of the game plan. Their defense is good. I just—I trust Tom Brady more than I do Drew Brees at this point. Even though Tom Brady's a couple years older, he looks better. He's got better arm accuracy, and I think the defense is good enough to keep him in. I like plus three. Yeah, I—I—I I, agree with all those points. Um. I am very excited for this weekend of football. Um, we'll be actually back to our normal schedule this weekend. Sunday night, we'll be recapping all of the weekend of football. 
Um, before we wrapped up, gentlemen, I just wanted to ask you guys a quick question because this was news that I believe, did this come out today or yesterday? Maybe it was yesterday. Doug Peterson fired from Philadelphia. Um, I'm just going to go rapid fire to all three of you. Does this increase, is Carson Wentz going to stay now that Peterson was fired? Andrew, yes or no? Josh, yes or no? Kyle, yes or no? I don't think he stays. I think uh, they're kind of cleaning house there. Um, obviously, like the fans, I don't know how they feel. I think everyone's so torn and he, they go week by week and everyone's over it. Like the one mm-hmm. week we love him, one week we hate him. So I think he's gone. I would like to say I think Doug Peterson, I know he did some weird whack shit, but a guy that won the Super Bowl two years ago and gets fired, I still think that's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Josh? Uh, I kind of think they keep him around, just for the offseason at least. I think they're going to try to do a quarterback battle at the very least and see what Carson Wentz got left in the tank. Because I just think trading away a quarterback at any any level like that, when he when we've seen MVP-type performances from him, I just think that's a really dangerous thing to do. And you just don't want to be the guy that trades away. Um, I can't think of... I, I can't think of a comparison like that, but... I know what you mean, just, But yeah, if you... If, the quarterback is the most sought after position and you might you might I, I think it's extremely unlikely, but you might have that guy in Carson Wentz still. I, I I don't think you do if you're the Eagles anymore. I think he's probably gone and he probably wants out and he's gonna probably still be good for whoever he does go to. But I just I, I think it's too risky. I think you gotta hold on to him just for a little bit more. Okay. And Kyle? I think he's gone. I especially especially if there's gonna be fans there next year. Because That's what I was going to say. Yeah. He has made enemies with the Philly fan base because he bitched and complained because he lost his starting job after he just, and now he wants out after accepting $100 million from the team. I mean, he's lucky there are no fans this year or else he would have gotten shit thrown at him. But um, I, think I agree. Obviously, the gameplay as well, too. That's kind of evident in itself. But I just think the, the Philadelphia organization and just the city itself has. A short temper and they're impatient and i think their patience is run up with wins yeah and i'll just to cap it off i think that kyle you hit the nail on the head on what i was trying to talk about like just i think that it might not be necessarily the best decision for the eagles as a football organization to move on from Wentz because he might be that guy but for Wentz, he just wants to get the fuck out of there and maybe for his mental state that might be a good thing for him just to get out of there because it really with him, it's as no like put aside the talent and the injury and maybe not good offensive line play. It just must fucking suck to have known that you got hurt and Nick Foles went and won that Super Bowl and like all that <laughs> sort of shit and always hearing about that. They can act like that doesn't play a factor in it, but you just have like if you're a human, you know that has to play a factor. Yeah. Right. It just has to. So, um, yeah, we'll, of course, be updating. Um, we'll do pods with all the f- news of what's going to happen in this NFL offseason with coaches and all that stuff like that. But obviously, we'll remain focused on this weekend's games. We're going to have a pod on Sunday night, breaking down all of that, as well as we're going to be getting into more NBA week by week as we start to transition to that. And then sooner or later, baseball will be around the corner and the pods. Andrew will be very excited for that. Um, and this is actually the first episode we are putting in full on YouTube. So thank you to everyone who watched. And if you're listening and want to check it out on YouTube, check it out there. We're going to be trying that out. So that should be fun. Um, big dog, 
Josh, Kyle, always an absolute pleasure to be talking with you gentlemen about the great game of football. Um, I look forward to this weekend, and I hope you guys uh, enjoy it. I'll talk to you next time. Adios. Cheers. God bless. This has been the Pineapple Couch, episode 73. We'll see you next time. Thank you.